0: Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry Bahamas.
1: No one is is is, is, is
0: more locked in
1: From Thursday to Monday. No one is more locked into the NFL than First and Pod. Hosted by Danny Parkin and Andrew Filipone. All right. First in pod after Steelers and Browns on Thursday Night Football, and a look ahead to Week Three. Appreciate everyone hanging out. Danny Parkins, Andrew Filippone. Uh, subscribe, rate, review, tell your friends. All right, man. You're in Pittsburgh. How you leading the show tomorrow afternoon?
2: Well, they've got a quarterback that sucks, and they've got an offensive coordinator who sucks. Mm. So that's where we'll start.
1: Yeah. Do you you think it was bad enough? Yeah, I mean, it's... Like, is is Pickett going to get... No. Okay.
2: Yeah. No, it's not. I mean, Tomlin said after the game that they're going to stick with Trubisky. So unless his owner forces a move on him, which I doubt Art Rooney's going to do and make his coach look bad for an organization that acts like when you're a coach, you're basically a pope or a Supreme Court justice. You never get fired. You get to tell the team when you're done. Uh, no, I mean, it's, Danny, They baby steps, infant steps, 13 points, 14 points, 17 points, offensive output in three games. Uh, it's just not, in today's, in the year of our Lord, 2022, you can't score like that and win in the NFL, especially when T.J. Watt isn't on your team right now because of his injury and they're 0-6 in games when Watt doesn't play. So, I mean, really, Danny, it's in a nutshell. They're playing without a franchise quarterback. They're now 0-4 without Ben in Cleveland since 0-4. He dominated them, was 23-2 and 1 against them all time, and they haven't won a game there without him since he played. And uh, they haven't won a game without Watt, period. So, they're not a good it, team, Danny. They're going to be lucky to win nine games.
1: Yeah, you, you know, but, but it is like if Pickett's good – right like and it's it's the hope of every franchise I know Pittsburgh fans aren't used to it because you had Big Ben for a couple of decades but um there's a ton of fan bases that can relate to just hope after hope after hope right like I'm I'm in Chicago it was Cade McNown it was Rex Grossman it's Mitch Trubisky now you hope it's Justin Fields like you keep talking yourself into the next one like if Pickett's good it changes everything it's like you have Claypool and Johnson and George Pickens that that Pickens catch man is catch of the year stuff and they'll play that highlight for him 10 years from now
2: it was yeah and then he tried to make another one hand catch instead of making the
1: routine catch near the end he, of the game sure i mean for 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 the game he's obviously not a finished product but there's yeah. There, there are like foundational pieces there where you could see a good team if they had a good quarterback. But obviously, Trubisky's an abomination. They were one of nine on third down. The gambling component of this game, 23-14, looking at a surrender punt with four minutes left, and the game ends up 29-17. That's about as bad of a loss for Steelers teaser legs and under betters as you could possibly drop. Like that's got that's that yep. that's going to be on the short list for bad beats of the year. Um,
2: and one we'll, more thing on Pickett. One more thing on him. Sure. Is that their whole uh, their whole patience and trying to wait on him is misfounded because. You know, they might cite the Aaron Rodgers model or the Patrick Mahomes model. You know, these cases where a guy sitting his rookie year, even a second year in Rodgers case, paid huge dividends. He's being blocked by Mitch Trubisky and he's 24 years old. He's not like Patrick Mahomes coming from a college offense. Kenny Pickett had a pro uh, set offensive coordinator last year, a guy that used to be the Steelers quarterback's coach. His offense in college actually looked more like a pro offense than the one the Steelers are running right now. So the justification or the rationalizations for not playing him are just completely absurd and irrational. And I'm going to continue to call Mike Talman out for it because when they they put their team on the field next Sunday against the Jets at home, you'll have 70,000 people there that are going to boo them from the very second the game starts, Danny. First punt, first incomplete pass. It's a horrible situation. It makes no sense for them to yeah, stick with Trubisky.
1: It's just it's it's archaic thinking. The Bears did it last year with their, like Andy Dalton. It was one thing for Mahomes. Like, you had Andy Reid and Alex Smith was winning eleven games every year. Yep they're like, they, were, they were coming off of a playoff season. You know what I mean that 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 is a and then with Rodgers people use that you're you're arguing the the exception rather than the rule right? It's a first ballot Hall of Famer. So it's just it's it's a completely different thing. Um, All right. So last week I said the week two slate was terrible, and it was one of the more entertaining Sundays that you could ever have. (laughs) I will not make a declaration pony on the quality or lack thereof of this slate, but what I will say is, can you remember a tougher Survivor Pool week? And a week where, if you feel like you're going to do well picking games, you are just picking winners. Depending on what the Chargers game goes off as, we could have eight point spreads of three points or less. That is insane for how evenly matched this this card. And, I,
2: and obviously, for the show, we go through all the games for this podcast, and I I found myself liking the underdog. From a point spread standpoint, in almost every game.
1: Yeah, well, you're. I mean, you're not. You're not getting a ton of points, but so we'll we'll go through it. But I just, I think that is a fascinating. Like, just we're going to be at ten percent in survivor pools by the end of week four, which mm-hmm. is crazy because week four doesn't have any gimmies either. But so let's let's start Packers and Bucks. Maybe an NFC Championship preview. Obviously, two teams that have Super Bowl aspirations. Brady v. Rogers. There's storylines within each team. Obviously, do you think either quarterback is situated or poised here to have a big game?
2: Uh, I don't think I don't think Brady is at all. Um, you know, I, I just again I'm going to say this even though they're two and zero, oh, the behavioral stuff from him, where now he's actually acknowledging that he's acting in a way that is uncharacteristic and had to apologize for it it's again it just blows my mind and Evans isn't going to play in this game and I don't think Rodgers is going to bail out the Bucks like uh, Jameis did with three interceptions in the fourth quarter of last week's game and you know Rodgers does not still have a go-to guy Watkins was his leading receiver last week but I just don't expect a lot from the Bucks, uh offense I think the defense will be on the field too much and I actually expect Rodgers to have maybe not his best statistical game, but I think people will come out of this game feeling much better about him and the Packers' chances.
1: You know, I, I think the Packers are going to be fine. Um, but the total in this game is 41. I know. And, it's, you like know the, it's
2: like the Steelers-Browns total.
1: <laughs> right. You know, like, both these defenses are really good. Like, I, the, the Packers' defense did not have a good game against the Vikings in week one, but they were pretty dominant against the Bears. And I know the Bears stink, but like the the Packers defense coming into the year was expected to be a top 10 borderline top five unit. And Tampa came into the year probably as a top five competing for best defense in the league. So this is a defensive game. I think Tampa's defense is awesome. And as you mentioned, no Evans and Rogers doesn't, hasn't figured anything out yet in the passing game. So, I'd be surprised if either quarterback was north of 250 passing yards. Like I just, I don't think either of them are are poised here, but I do think that Tampa at home with their defense is where I'd give the small lean. I'm surprised at the line movement. It opened Tampa minus three. I thought it was going to stay there. It gave Michael off as a pick. So, and, and, and it felt like it moved off the Evans suspension, mm-hmm. but he's not worth multiple points on the point spread. So uh, I'm not saying the Packers can't win. I was just, I was just surprised at the at the line movement during the week. I know I know the they got the question marks on the offensive line with the injury report, but but that that one surprised me a bit.
2: So if you had to pick a quarterback to throw for more than 250 yards in this game, who would it be?
1: Um, I I guess I guess Brady because. I think the Packers' formula is pretty clear of Jones and Dylan until Rodgers establishes a number one. Whereas, like Brady's probably throwing thirty-five times. So I I I'd lean I'd lean Brady, but again I, I don't I mean the, the total is forty forty-one for a reason. Like it's mm-hmm. I, I I do not think this is going to be a very high-scoring game. Uh, Chiefs and Colts is one of the biggest point spreads on the board. Colts are getting some good injury news. Pittman expected to be back. Leonard expected to be back. But Mahomes going to keep them winless?
2: Uh, I actually like Indianapolis here. This is one of those games that I was talking about. The underdog just is appealing to me. Because the wide receivers will play. Yeah, And even though... We killed and for how we looked against Jacksonville. You know, they didn't score. He was sacked five times. It just They looked so discombobulated. I'm not going to complete Colts until I see them lose and look bad at home. So when you're dealing with a quarterback that's played 15 years in one place, their offensive line is the highest paid line in the league, and the Chiefs' pressure rate is actually terrible. I think it's 28th in the NFL out of 32 teams. So if they're not going to get there, Ryan can make plays in the pocket just like we saw Flacco do against the Browns last week. Now that he gets his weapons back, Danny, I think it's actually a good spot for the Colts.
1: Yeah, chance you know, for I,
2: They're not a terrible team.
1: I I don't I don't think I have it in me to bet them though. Like I I I wouldn't lay it, and I, but I certainly wouldn't pick the Chiefs in in a survivor pool, or or I wouldn't really be interested in teasing them down. You know, uh, across six and three, I just. It it's such a stay away for me because I I really thought that the Colts in Week One should have hung thirty and won. And let's just be honest with people here: a stay away for you, it was the equivalent of people to
2: bet against the Chiefs because yeah, you have a fair. pretty I, your stand. Like I don't know what your standard for betting against the Chiefs is because I don't think we've ever had a
1: it's 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 conversation not, where you've said yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's fair. It's not something I'm really interested in. This is like
2: Pete Rose when he didn't bet on the Reds.
1: He was telling me that's what you're doing right now. It was any okay. Do you enjoy betting against Pat Mahomes? It's terrifying. Well, it was pretty lucrative in the first half of last year. Yeah. Okay. I I hope you were on it. I was not. Uh, It's it's a terrifying (laughs) proposition. So. I, I'm, I'm admitting. Listen, man, we all have our strengths. We have our weaknesses. I have a blind spot there. Like I, I'm not betting on them. I'm not betting against them. Uh, I think the, I do think the Colts are better than they've shown. But I felt that they should have scored 30 against Houston, and then I honestly felt that they should have scored negative 10 against Jacksonville. They got their ass kicked so badly last yeah. week. So I have no idea what version uh, of the Colts is going to show up on this game. So the Ravens have to go to New. New England, Danny.
2: Can they get over last week's devastating loss that quickly? A week later, put it right behind them. They go to New England. Yes.
1: Yeah. I mean, Harbaugh is one of the best coaches in the NFL. And Lamar is playing like an MVP from the pocket. You know, his passing numbers are great. And that's the huge key. And I still think that like how they lost that Miami game made so little sense with just the blatant blown coverages, and they had their cornerbacks healthy and in the game, that it it feels like the type of thing that would get corrected, because they're a well coached team. Like, hey, dummies, what how, maybe maybe run with Tyree Hill and Jalen Waddle? You know what what are you guys doing? And it it would seem to me to be the type of thing where they would say, that's not us. That's a
0: fluky
1: loss as opposed to a loss that would stick. My guess is that they are like chomping at the bit to get back out there. And I think that the Patriots offense is just the exact opposite of Miami's. Totally incapable of big play strikes repeatedly. So I love the Ravens in this bounce back spot. Love them. Well, I think Harbaugh should get a lot of benefit of the doubt. My question
2: is, if there are easy fixes there, why is their run game so bad through two games? Their whole system is predicated on being able to run the ball, and other than their quarterback taking off for 79 yards against Miami, they can't run it.
1: Well, I guess that's a different – I mean, but they they can score. You know what I mean? Like they – my, my my issue with what happened against Miami was the defensive collapse. The the offense right. wasn't the problem against Miami, and you're not going to need you're not going to need 35 to beat New England. You're going to need 24, if if that.
2: Yeah, so, I guess I guess I've said before that I think Belichick basically has taken stupid pills, but most of that is about for him the way he's coached his offense or allowed his offense to be coached. Right. And I just never think going to New England and having one hand tied behind your back is a winning strategy. So that's my concern there with them is that right now, New England is taking all week to devise a strategy. That's like, all right, Lamar, if you want to run the ball on us yourself, go ahead and do it. I bet you that's what he's thinking. All right, Lamar, go ahead. Take off with your legs, go do it. And he, he Hey, he could, he could rush for a hundred yards on like 10 carries or whatever. But I want to see if he takes it. You know that's what Belichick's going to dare him to do, I think.
1: Yeah, I, I, I'm, sh- I'm sure you're right. I just – I think there's a huge talent discrepancy in this game. between. I, I think – like I've said it before, I, I think it's more likely that New England's picking in the top 10 than, than in the playoffs. I, I've i seen nothing from them that would make me think that they're going to be a good team against good teams. They can play a competitive game against the Steelers that have no offensive talent because they also mm-hmm. have no offensive talent. Uh, and that's not fair. The Steelers do have offensive talent, like we talked about, but they don't, they don't have a quarterback who could utilize the offensive talent. I, I, the Patriots have no offensive talent. So I, I love the Ravens in that spot. This game is fun and weird and in prime time. Niners and Broncos, which QB do you trust, if any?
0: Listen to The Deal. Listen
1: to The
2: Deal on Spotify. All right. So I think we've established here in the last week or so that a lot of people that even won a Super Bowl with Russ have made it pretty clear that he only cares about himself and that he's like one of the most selfish individuals in football. Like, it's interesting. That doesn't get said about Brady at all. And, like, you'd think there would be some vengeful ex-teammate with an axe to grind who would basically want to, like, throw the guy under the bus just to, like, make a name for himself and, like, put incendiary quotes out there. But it's just amazing to me guys that probably have a ring on their finger because Russ was precocious and really good as a young quarterback that just seems so willing now to just fucking bury the guy. So that is my, that is my lead up for... I actually think in his case, the fact that this is a primetime game and not like a 405 game that 10% of the country is getting, I could absolutely 100% see him playing his best game Sunday night. Because I think shit like that matters to him.
1: I think that I think stuff like that matters He's to him. He's that thing. Oh, dude, come on. That would matter to you. If, if your teammates hated you, like it's one thing for opponents to hate you it's one thing for fans to hate you on the internet if your teammates had no problem going on podcasts and national television and reveling in your failure yeah um, the one thing is is I, I think, think he's
2: I think he's primed for a huge fu game
1: um I don't know that he has it in him if he's not gonna be mobile and it's funny that you have that kind of narrative because I was thinking how Jimmy G celebrated when he scored that touchdown, yep. that guy is like, wait a minute. I'm the best looking human being maybe ever. Oh my God. Here we go with this shit again. Listen, Jimmy G, he won the lottery a hundred times. Like where he is in his life and career and his contract and his bank account and his looks and the wins that he had. Because he got Kyle Shanahan and that defense and the whole thing. And he's like, you motherfuckers traded up for an FBS quarterback who hasn't played since high school? For me? For me? And then he gets in there and wins, and they all rally around him. And now Lance is not coming back? So there's no, like, looking over your shoulder. There's no, oh, they're going to trade me. Like, now they need him. So he doesn't – he can play free. And he'll airmail some. I'm not saying he's great. I'm not saying he's going for 400. But Russ looks off. And he has a coach who I don't trust. I agree with you on that
2: last point. But, like, all it takes is three hours in one game. A three-hour period for you to go right back to being like, you know, this is why they didn't want to go with Jimmy G. Like, he could just as easily... Yes. Throw for 150 yards and like three touchdowns in this game, and you're like, "What the fuck was I even saying?"
1: Three, three, three interceptions. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, listen, but but the the Niners' defense is better, and the Niners' coach is better. So, who do I think is more likely to have a good game this week? Yeah. I honestly think it's Jimmy G, and I understand that that's insane, but I do. <laughs> that's where that that's where I'm at. What's next? What game do we have? Oh, Eagles
2: commanders. Do the yes. Eagles need to win this game to make you feel like they're a Super Bowl contender? If they go to Washington and lose,
1: what happens I, to their narrative? I think what happens to their narrative is they get downgraded from Super Bowl contender, but they're still considered division favorite and a dangerous one. Like I think people will say that they have a... Wide variance with a high ceiling, because if Jalen Hurts can put together a stretch of games like he did against the Vikings, they look like the type of team that can beat anybody. So I, I do think that if they lose, you know, it's week three, like pumping the brakes on anybody as a, as a Super Bowl contender that hasn't proven it before it is tough. But um, I'll tell you this, I don't expect them to lose. I don't. Like, I think I it's mean,
2: a tricky game for them. I think think it's a very tricky game. Exactly. I think it's a tricky game. They'll go to Washington. There'll be a million Eagles fans there because that stadium's a dump and Commanders fans don't feel like going to it. So they'll take over the stadium. It'll feel like an extra home game. And I just think it's – I think it would be easy for them to overlook the Eagles. I mean, to overlook overlook Washington, excuse me. And I just think Rivera – I don't think he's a very good coach. I think he's probably better than average. I wouldn't call him great. Yeah. But I just feel like he's the type of guy that, like, he's going to – his team, I think, is going to be very ready for this game. And I just think they're a touchdown underdog at home, and you know they can score. Like, as a better, I love them. They're scoring Uh, every week, and I'm getting a touchdown at home.
1: No, I – Please. I do do too, and and I I like the over – So, so to me, it it, it was less about measuring Eagles as Super Bowl contenders because it's just so early and so many things can happen. How good is their defense? Because Washington's offense, we've talked about it the last couple of weeks, like Carson Wentz has put up two monster games, not against good teams, but he's spreading the ball around, and it's not just Gibson and McLaurin anymore. Yeah, Well, I just think
2: Cousins looked shook in that game in Philly. You know what I like I just don't expect hey Wentz could turn into a pumpkin like he has a million times in the past in this game but I actually what I don't know what the hell I was thinking liking Minnesota. I liked Philly in that game but I liked Minnesota before the season started and all it took was one of those shitty games from Cousins to make me just rethink all of that
1: Yeah I I, I was on the Eagles in the game too um but I mean, that's what Cousins does, and that's what the Vikings exactly. do. Exactly. Week one against the Packers, you're like, oh, Justin Jefferson is going for 2,500 receiving yards uh, th- this season. Okay, Bengals-Jets. The Super Bowl champs are 0-2 against the Fighting Joe Flaccos. Season on the line for the Bengals? Yes.
2: I actually think it is. I do, too. I think it I do is. Too. And I just, like I said before about Philly, I think it's a tricky spot for them. I think it's a very tricky spot because their offense has gotten off to such slow starts and we just haven't seen their front seven, like with Hawkinson and Hubbard get after the quarterback the way that they did in the playoffs last year. Rush came out and scored touchdowns on two drives to start that game and looked very comfortable. And, You know, Flacco's, you know, for the first time in years, has some swagger to him going into this game. So, yeah, I think it's on the line and I don't feel good about the Bengals.
1: Before the season expanded to 17 games, I believe it's six teams made the playoffs at 0-3. So, of course, the season's on the line. Yep. Yeah. The a- the AFC is a gauntlet. And if you start 0 3, statistically, you're after nine, you're done. It's over. You know, I think I think one four 14 has ever made it. I think the 92 Chargers. Chargers,
2: yep. Yeah, that's right. Yeah.
1: So like it's it's I mean they they could sweep the division in theory, but seems unlikely. And yeah, so their season's on the line. I don't think the Jets are very good. It took Nick Chubb not sitting down and onside kicks and and weird things. But the Jets at home, with whatever juice they have coming off of last week against a team where they, you know, the shark with blood in the water, like they, they look at it like, hey, maybe we're not winning a Super Bowl this year, but we could beat the AFC champs at home. And, and have a like sig- they did last year right exactly and, and, and have and have a signature win for, for this team this year like I, I definitely think it's a tricky spot for Cincinnati. how about but, this yeah
2: how about this for a, for a take on the Bengals? if their owner wasn't a skinflint thrifty i have no scouting department and i draft out of an athlon college football preview guide if they yeah. had a real owner if they really do Underachieve this year and fall back to being like the same old Bengals. I think a progressive owner would think, why don't I just at the end of the year fire Zach Taylor and try, and throw $15 million a year at Sean Payton. Um, Sean Payton's into the horse racing thing. Kentucky's
1: right there, right across <laughs> the bridge. I'm serious. I mean, dude, Sean Payton's coaching the Cowboys. But wait a minute. If he looked at it objectively,
2: like, I want to go win championships? It's a no-brainer. He goes to the Bengals. Like, that well, is I mean, actually –
1: the, the, the NFC is a much cleaner path.
2: Would you rather have Dak Prescott or Joe Burrow for the next 10 years?
1: Well, th- yeah, no question, Joe Burrow. There you go. Yeah, but yeah, I, would you rather coach the Cowboys or the Bengals if you're doing it for money at this point in your life, which you clearly would be? Because
2: I, Did you hear me when I said $15 million a year? You're Mike Brown, you're in the same spot as Jerry Jones in terms of where you are in life. If you want to see the franchise that your dad founded win a Super Bowl, you can't take the money with you. Go do it, man.
1: Well, but so, so in this scenario, Jerry Jones is getting outbid for Mike for, by Mike Brown. He would just make it 20 million a year. Like,
2: well, but here's the other thing you could offer to Sean Payton that Jerry Jones would never do. Maybe Mike Brown would say, "I'll move out of the way and you can basically do what you want."
1: Well, right, okay. In in that scenario, because we know, and, and hey, man, maybe Jerry won't hire the celebrity coach. Maybe maybe he won't do it again. That's that's possible. Though Mike McCarthy was obviously high profile uh, when he when he hired him. I think it's very well, Mike very doesn't amazing. want to buy the groceries too. He just wants to eat them. <laughs> I mean, that guy. What a con artist! I hate Mike <laughs> McCarthy. So you put the rundown together. We go through every game, every team, and your Steelers were playing, and so I didn't really want to quibble with you. But Bills-Dolphins should have been, if not the first game we discussed, it should have been no lower than second. I did this on purpose. Bills-Dolphins is more interesting than Chiefs-Colts, Ravens-Patriots, 49ers-Broncos, Eagles-Commanders, Bengals-Jets by far. And I would argue it's more interesting – than uh, Packers, Bucks, even though we've seen those teams in NFC Championship games before. I did this on this purpose. The it's the game of the weekend.
2: I did this on purpose because I knew you were going to start with that point about me putting it here. Also, oh, we're playing chess gonna be,
0: now?
1: Which was
2: mm-hmm. going to be my way of bringing up in the conversation that CBS has it as their third game. I, they have I mean, Nansen I mean, Romo in Indy. They have um, Iron Eagle and Charles Davis at the Bengals Jets game, and this is their third game. Wait, so is this a Gumbel game? Yeah, it's either a Gumbel game or a Harlan game.
1: Oh, okay, I think it's I can, Oh, okay, if it's a Harlan game, I'm fine with that. If this was, a but Gumbel- still, they have it as their C game. Okay, fine, but but Harlan's not a C announcer. But no, it's a... not.
2: It's not fine because it's not just about the quality of announcer. It's about the distribution. No, They're I distributing two games ahead of this one. No, no, I... and Sunday ticket doesn't fucking work. You <laughs> know, it's
1: it's a terrible decision. Terrible decision. But if they would send Greg Gumbel or Spiro Ditas to this game, I would write a letter. Like, <laughs> this, this this game is awesome. Um, it. I don't think that Miami is a Super Bowl contender, but they absolutely believe that they can beat anybody. They are so crazy talented on offense and they clearly love McDaniel. And they think that they can hang 50 on the Bills. And the Bills are obviously thinking deservedly that they're the best team in the NFL. Like before the year, what do you think the look ahead line would have been for Bills at Dolphins? Nine and a half?
2: No, I actually don't think it would have been that big. Okay, because it's actually, less than
1: six. I know. I actually
2: don't. I actually don't because I feel like this is about where it was. Because the Bills really? are supposed to be, yeah, the Bills were the Super Bowl favorite, but I don't think anyone thought they would be this good where they just are blood. They just, you know, embarrassed the first two teams that they played. And then at the same time, like they were
1: in LA to open the season, right? No, I know, dude. They were a they were a Vegas darling before the year. They were they were favorite against the Super Bowl champs in LA, Danny. They were favorite in every game. They
2: were favorite in every game on the look ahead line.
1: Well, before the season came out, whatever it was, it was it would have definitely been seven and a half. Like I don't know. Yeah, I think I think Miami has impressed so much and Buffalo is impressed so much through two games that, and I I, I kind of uh, t- talking myself into taking the points you should and just saying like the, the level of play from these two offenses should be so high that getting five and a half points feels like too many. Whereas if you would have told me two weeks ago that that was the line, I would have laid the wood with Buffalo. So it's, just, it's crazy to me anyway, how much perception has changed in two weeks and it has nothing to do with downgrading Buffalo.
2: Well, Buffalo though, I think does take a hit because I just don't know what they're, I don't know how they're going to cover these receivers.
1: Right. The corners the are not and, good enough. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And you know, against LA, they got around that because Von Miller just ruined the Rams offensive game plan and Stafford turned the ball over and, you know, the, the the defensive backs really didn't matter as much in that game, but I don't see Miami getting too uh killed. So, you know, with that in mind, like I see no reason why you wouldn't take Miami in this game. I think it's going to be much easier for the dolphins to slow digs down than it will be the reverse of that. They've got more but, weapons in Miami.
1: Yeah. I, the only thing that is making me hesitant is that I think that a lot of what happened against Baltimore was the result of blown coverages, right? Like, like Tua had ni- Tua had nice throws, yeah. but He did not play well enough to have four hundred seventy you know passing yards. In- Dude, so- I
2: think that's I think that's a totally fair point. I don't disagree with that, but I just I just think they're. I think they keep defensive coordinators up at night. Even yes, that.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, it, it's it, it's a great game. It's to, and I it, and I'm
2: hoping that they win too because I think that it knocks Buffalo down a peg and it you know creates to me a more wide open NFL for right now. Not that I think the Bills are going to be the 2007 Patriots and just. You know, skip their way and dance their way to an undefeated record and a trip to the Super Bowl. But right now, they just look like they're so much better than everybody else. And I know Nick will probably never fucking watch this, but they are that much better than the Chiefs right now. Just based on performance, you want to tell me one team's going to choke? That's fine, but based on performance, I don't think it's close between the two teams.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think, Is that fair. I think that he did. He 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 texted me that he listened. Uh, Two episodes ago. thought it was good. Okay. No, thanks for the thanks for the constructive criticism.
2: Well, then can uh, I just say one more thing about him then? Because maybe we can, like, put this in here and not tell him about it. What is it with rich people our age who are doing this thing where they're growing their hair out and then slicking it all the way back and doing – what? like, why is he doing that? Like, him and Aaron Rodgers,
1: <laughs>
2: I just – I don't <laughs> – doesn't it make your hair look like it hasn't been washed in a very long time? Do you know what I'm talking about?
1: Of course I know what you're talking about. You know, he's. And I know
2: you're not one to give out fashion advice. And I'm really not either. I put a fucking mullet on during my show today. But yeah, I just saw I'm, that. I saw that from Nick. And I'm like, what is he doing?
1: Yeah, I almost wanted I'm, to text him about it. And I've given up. Uh, when it comes to physical appearance. So I. it's a, It's a great point. But, you know, it's. You know, Nick, he he wore track suits and jumpsuits in college and now he's a multimillionaire and he wears track suits and jumpsuits, except they cost a thousand dollars. So he, 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 he's, he's really just he just spends more money in every area of his life, even if the trend doesn't necessarily make any sense. The next game is Raiders Titans. Which of these teams, if either, do you consider to still be a viable AFC playoff contender?
2: So here's the situation there. The Raiders are in a tougher division. Right. So that would make you want to say the Titans. But it just feels like the Raiders are the much better team. You know? But, but, I think I have to say Tennessee here. Because I do think it's a lot easier to get over the way the Titans lost last week than it is what happened to this.
0: Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. ships Registry, Bahamas.
1: Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com.
0: That's BlueNile.com.
2: With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that.
1: Learn more at Marines.com.
2: Like, I think it's easier to flush a game where the other team's just so much better than you. You don't nitpick, you don't second guess, you're not up at night, like, wondering, like, what could have been what if. And I just think the Raiders are the first-year coach are doing a lot of that. You know, the thing you've said about Tennessee for as much as you've hated them, and we agree on that, is I do think that they they believe in Vrabel, so I think with that game being in Tennessee, like I think Tennessee is going to put its best game on tape this week, and I wouldn't be surprised if it's enough to beat the Raiders. I think they probably will.
1: Yeah, I I like that we don't talk at all before these shows. We just do the outline of the order of the games because um, I, I, I I'm completely aligned with you. The Raiders are better. Like, if if this was a neutral field game and they played 10 times, I think the Raiders would win seven, maybe eight. Like, I I think that they are objectively better. But they have a fatal flaw of they can't protect an immobile quarterback. So that's going to be a problem all year. And they have five more games against the AFC West. And the best team that everybody thought was the best team – in the AFC South, the Titans obviously haven't played yet, and they're winless. The Colts have zero mm-hmm. wins. So, you know, un- unless you think the Jaguars are a 10 win team, which I don't, which I, they certainly have to do more to prove that they are, the answer is. Absolutely the Titans and the gambling markets would say that it's the Titans just for division odds. You know, right. and I'm sure it is the same for make the playoff odds, too. Right. But like we looked at it at the end of uh, last Sunday's show, like Colts were plus 140 to win the division. Titans were plus 175. So the Titans have a very clean path if they can figure it out. I just don't really believe that they can figure it out.
2: Rams-Cardinals, are you buying into Arizona after last week on the other side of that game with the Raiders?
1: No. I think that Kyler is an amazing athlete who would be terrifying to game plan for, um, but they, they don't have a pass rush, and they don't seem to have something that they can hang their hat on for consistency on offense. You know, it's, Mm -hmm. it's a, it's a boomer bust operation. And I think the Rams should have blown out the Falcons by two or three scores last week and lost a weird opener to a Bills team where they made a few too many mistakes and looked flat. So like, I, I think the Rams easily could be a top five team in the league again. And I don't really see any path for the Cardinals being close to a top 10 team. So I do not think that we're going to be feeling very good about the Cardinals after this one.
2: The line is small, and if Arizona somehow were to win this game,
1: you oh, know, does change it change?
2: Everything. Yeah, right. Yeah. So but. they're like a they're like a field goal underdog at home. So what are the implied odds that they have like a forty percent chance to win the game? Something like that.
1: Yeah, I mean, well, they, they and they, that's they, not bad, they, dude. They've, they've played the division tough, right? Like they. They, they play these games these games are always close so I don't know it th- that that might be part of it but I just don't think this particular version of the Cardinals defensively me neither look like that me- I, I like I, would you think the Rams would have a like 35 points like I, I think the Rams are putting enough yes.
2: yeah so do I the only devil's advocate thing I want to say about the cardinals is that if there's ever incentive for the- them to get motivated to this one because it's at home and they got embarrassed by this team in last year's playoffs. And then the other thing is the Stafford turnover thing is like a little bit of a concern for me right now. He's thrown interceptions again and they got around it last year, but I just don't think lightning is going to strike twice for them when their quarterback routinely gives the ball to the other team. So be mindful of that.
1: All right. Here's a division game between two teams that, uh believe they've got a high ceiling this year. Lions Vikings is the winner a legitimate threat to win their division, to win the north. So, I, back to what I said
2: about Kirk Cousins earlier. I feel like if the Vikings do it, it's like all right, they took care of business at home against the Lions. They've proven they can play games in the division at home and win them. They held the Packers to seven points. Like all right, they're probably have they've have a reasonable chance to be a team that makes the playoffs and probably do, do nothing more than that. But I think it's more fun if the lions somehow win this game. You know, I think the lion, yes, the lions.
1: That was not the question.
2: No. Okay. So the answer, the real answer is no. Okay. So
1: <laughs> okay. <it> was, <laughs> yeah. Let me
2: go with that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It hasn't taken me to abandon the Minnesota, Minnesota bandwagon, but um, so the answer is no, but, you know, for betting purposes, I'll probably be on Minnesota.
1: Yeah, I think that Minnesota is going to be my survivor pool play. Um, I think...
2: Yep. Because there's I just think, been too big of an overreaction to what happened last week with them.
1: Yeah, exactly. And at Philly in primetime, yep. that stadium was rocking. And Darius Slay, like somehow got the best of Justin Jefferson yeah that is not something that the Lions look like they're capable of doing <laughs> you know what I mean like yes we yeah we, we we saw what Washington was able to do to them in the passing game so a noon game for Kirk Cousins at home against the team that maybe is getting better defensively we both like Hutchinson and, and all that and I I was high on the Lions before the year we've talked about it but like I was high on the Lions for over six and a half wins. I was not high on the Lions for any scenario in which they win the North. And I said, after the Packers lost to the Vikings, I still would pick them to win the North. So I don't think either of these teams are going to win the division. I think that'll be Green Bay. But I think that Minnesota is going to put 30 on the board. And and hey, by the way, maybe the Lions can too. But like, we saw what Green Bay did in Minnesota. Like that, that's, a, that's a tough environment to play. Those fans normally come out. So I... Uh, I would expect this to be a double-digit Vikings win on Sunday.
2: Jaguars-Chargers, do you expect L.A. to win an easy one, even with the rib situation with Herbert? No.
1: No. no I don't. I mean, listen, man, we both picked them to win the Super Bowl. You, know, I, I think the Chargers are really, really good. But um, Herbert's end of that game was weird. And the last report that I saw was that he – Like the media only saw him hand off in like the open portion of practice. And so the other Josh Allen is awesome, right? And now when he lines up over the left tackle and goes up against Rashawn Slater, that's like a matchup of one of the best young pass rushers and the best young tackles in the NFL. When he goes off right tackle, I feel like that would be a terrifying spot for Josh Allen, or for Justin Herbert and and his ribs. So um, the the Jaguars kicked the shit out of the Colts on both lines last week. Like, that was a physically dominant performance. So I feel like it has to at least be in play that they can do that to a Chargers team that is much more talented than them. But um, I do not expect this to be easy, given what we saw last week from both teams.
2: So I'm with you. I think that even though Jacksonville, I think has lost now 18 road games in a, in a row, this is their opening. At some point, Trevor Lawrence win a game where you're at hundred percent and the other team's young, really good quarterback is probably at about 50 and you're not going to have to worry about hostile environment or any of that bullshit. LA that's like a true neutral site. So I mean, the Jets aren't going to travel, so it's not like they're going to turn it into an extra home game. So, I mean, to me, it's they've got an opportunity here to get a lot of like football, like analytics people and nerds have liked Jacksonville as a under the radar sleeper team all off season. If they go to LA, even with the Chargers having no fan base, if they win that game, that's uh, that. I mean, I think they'll be the favorites to win the AFC AFC South, Danny. Because they'll have the best record, and they'll have scored a huge win on the road.
1: Yeah, I mean, they... Well, they're the third favorite right now, so if you think they're... I mean, unless it's
2: Chase Daniel. I mean, if it's Chase Daniel, then everything I just said goes out the fucking window. But...
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, it's it's, it's obviously a... Like, if the Chargers lose, they're going to chalk it up to a fluke because of Herbert being hurt. If the Jaguars win... They're not going to give a shit if Herbert's hurt. They're going to talk about it as signature win for coach, quarterback, and franchise. Yeah, monkey off
2: the back. Let's go. We got that out of the way now.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's a it's a huge game for Jacksonville, and it's a survive and advance game uh, for, for the Chargers. So I'm sorry if you have to watch a minute of this one <laughs> that I have to cover. Tex Texans Bears. You think the fighting Lovey Smiths come in here and win? Have you, are you going to
2: play the Lovey angle? Is the Lovey angle an angle that people even give a shit about? No, I didn't think so. The Lovey thing is it's so been, far it's, gone. It's,
0: it's
1: been, it's been so long. And yep. he, this isn't
2: like Ditka coming back with the Saints or something like that.
1: Right. Yeah. Well, and, and he, he failed at, at U of I with the Illini. And, uh, Bears fans do have like a little bit of like remorse over you know they fired Lovey after he won ten games, and then since it's been like, you know, Mark Tressman and John Fox and Matt Nagy, like so there's definitely like a little ooh our bad Lovey like you <laughs> you gave us you know Erlacher and Tillman and Briggs and a Super Bowl appearance and Hester and four mm-hmm. guys who are Hall of Fame finalists right now with Olin Croods like you know it, it, Lovey's the best Bears coach of my life. So, you know, Lovey is thought of favorably, but it was time. So it's just kind of – everyone's just kind of, like, happy for him that he's still coaching in the NFL. Like, oh, Grandpa Lovey with the white beard. But this is one of the few games and arguably the only game where the Bears can say they have the more talented roster and they're at home. Like, the Bears have to win. They – They have, I mean, and and compared to the Niners top five defense in a monsoon and the Packers at Lambeau at night, maybe top five defense, and Aaron Rodgers, where they never win, this game's going to feel like playing the JV squad. So I'm I'm surprised the line's only two and a half. I maybe it's a sucker bet, but I like the Bears.
2: Yeah. And I think, unlike some of the other teams here that we talk about at the bottom, the Bears think they already have their franchise quarterback. So the tanking thing and like considering like a loss being a good thing. Is not really on the table for them. That's, it is it is in the Falcon Seahawks game. Yeah. Cause I wanted to ask you, if you were a fan of either one of those two teams, would you go into it wanting your team to lose? Where do you come down on that age-old debate?
1: Yeah, of course. Yeah, okay. Of course. I mean But I'm
2: sure there's some like 50 plus year old prick at your radio station who's like, you can't root against your own team. That's an affront to being a fan. I'm sure you have one of those guys on your staff at the score. Every yeah, station I mean, does.
1: <laughs> and, 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 yeah, everywhere. Uh, and <laughs> in the fan base and whatever. But, like, it, you know, Seattle obviously has a ton of first-round picks. So they probably feel like they can do whatever the hell they want in the draft. But either way, yeah. But both fan bases should be rooting for cleanest path to best quarterback prospect. You're not winning anything of substance this year. So, yeah, I I have no problem.
2: Do we even know who the top quarterback prospect is right now? Like, do we even have clarity on it? Like, it was – I remember I was in Cincinnati for a game, and it said, like, let's blow for Joe or something like that When Burrow. Right,
1: stuck for luck. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think that everyone says it's a debate between Stroud and Young, C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young. I mean, whatever. Like – Yeah. You know, like – what you don't want to do is be the when I covered the two and fourteen chiefs and Eric well. Fisher's the number one <laughs> and Eric Fisher's the number one and yeah, the top four picks it's like you know Dion Jordan or whatever the hell that guy's name was and Lane Johnson, you know uh so yeah, like the, you take your shot at a quarterback and if they suck you do it again in four years. but that's just that's just how the world works All right last game last
2: game Saints Panthers do you feel like your Saints future NFC South champion bet is should you rip the ticket up
1: um it was placed on the uh, bet river's app so there would be no reason to print it out and rip it up it would be ceremonial uh if they lose this game it certainly is I'll, t- <laughs> I'll tell you that um my my hope for that beautiful plus 350 ticket is pretty much solely tied at this point to Tom Brady retiring to spend time with his family. Like that's, that's
2: for his cool. old family. Apparently that was interesting on Thursday. Yeah. Did you see that, that he like left Giselle to go hang out with his Bridget the... Moynihan kid out of wedlock?
1: Yeah. Yeah. He's Tom's got a lot going on, man. <laughs> Tom's got a lot going
2: on which actually in a in a bizarre way makes me feel better about myself which I know it shouldn't but when very like famous like productive members of society have things that stress them out to the point where I feel like they're about to lose it I feel a tiny bit better about where I'm at in life cuz I'm nowhere answer. close to that thank you Danny.
1: <laughs> you're welcome it only took uh, me to like
2: the sixth podcast for you to share that with everybody
1: yeah oh uh, well I <laughs> okay mean- mother Teresa, what's your <laughs> spin on things then <laughs> uh, i mean your your response there could have either been thank you or you could have said yeah but don't lie you feel the exact same way yeah because of course i revel in uh the, the perceived failings of the people who have perfect lives, um, but yeah, I I do think the Saints will win this game. I I do I don't think that the Panthers have much going for them. And McCaffrey said he's playing, but showed up on the injury report. So even though Jameis can Jameis all over himself, I I still I, I do like the Saints pretty strongly in this game.
2: I think that they're in a in a funny. Sp- situation, though, where there were so many bizarre endings to games last week. I just question how many of those teams are going to be able to compartmentalize the way that they lost and not let them affect and not allow that to affect in the next game. Like the Browns were able to get over the Jets loss because Mitch Trubisky and Matt Canada came to town. Okay, great. You could maybe say the same thing about going to play Baker Mayfield, but I don't know. Like the bad Jameis showing up in the fourth quarter of the lane has me like deeply in my, they can lose any game like mode. And they've also gotten off to horrible starts or 10 total points in the first half of games so far. So I feel for you. I try to cash that ticket out. If you can and you
1: just cannot- cut your
2: losses. Okay.
1: You, you, you cannot But yeah, it's another one of those games where I mean the spread is one, so yeah, you, they, yeah. Trust me, they they can lose, uh, like damn near every team in the NFL. All right, that's the slate for Week Three. Subscribe, rate, review. You can tune in to Pony uh, on ninety three seven The Fan in Pittsburgh. I'm on six seventy The Score in Chicago. Share the podcast with a friend. Thanks to our producer Spencer. We'll talk to you after the games Sunday night. What is the Sunday night game? Which one's Sunday night? Is it? Cowboys,
2: Giants. Oh, no, no. Sunday night's Broncos, 49ers. Yeah, Broncos, Niners. Okay,
1: yeah, so we'll we'll talk to you after Niners and Broncos. Peace, people.
2: 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company.